ladies and gentlemen, what is up? How are you doing? It's me, Manny C. I'm sitting here with TIE Fighter and the one and only Buddha Will. We are part of the Hardcore Casuals, a collection of oddballs and content creators who's dedicated in bringing to you the very best in games, gaming, and all things entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hardcore Casuals Lounge. Buddha Will, TIE Fighter, how, how the hell are you guys? What's going on? Hey. Oh, it's bright. It's early Saturday morning. I'm feeling huge. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, we have a we have a lot to talk about. Oh, my, you know what? It feels like just yesterday that we were here. This is our first time going yeah. on a week to week basis. It feels basis. like only seven days ago that we this were. It feels here. like only seven days ago. Unbelievable how that works. Um. Well, let's see. Let's just jump on into it. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, Buddha will, Buddha will. Yeah, yeah. What have you been? Uh, what have you been playing? Oh wait, you just told me before the show you wanted to go last. So, so you know what? Yeah, Ty. I go last. I played a lot. I played okay. a lot. Ty. I played a lot. <laughs> what have you been playing? Talk to me. Uh, okay. So last week I talked about Hellblade and how much I loved it. Uh, but um, unfortunately, since then I only got one more chance to play it for just a little bit longer. So I'm I'm still playing that. And the section that I played after last week was so, so creepy. So, again, no spoilers. But the section that I, I told you guys last time, the ones who had played it, that I, I was I just crossed the bridge. So I was there. Uh, and to give you a little bit of insight into one of the areas that I touched on this past week, uh, you basically get dropped into an area and it's, pitch black you can see about a foot in front of you and you have to navigate your way through this area uh and all you can hear is the sound of running water and (sighs) 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 nice just in the darkness just the beasts breathing around you and it's it was so scary it was like playing outlast in in hellblade anyway so we, we got through that um and that's all I'm going to say, but I'm, I'm still freaking loving it. Um, on stream, I'm doing uh, Warframe and Destiny, and they're both great. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for uh, Forsaken coming out in a couple weeks on Destiny, and Warframe continues to be good. But anyway, yeah, lots of good stuff. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very happy with my current state of gaming. It just feels yeah. good. I'm definitely going to jump on in to uh, Hellblade. I, I, I feel like I have oh, yeah. to, listening to oh, you yeah. uh, talk about it. It's like, man, this sounds freaking fantastic, you know. Uh, isn't it yeah. something though? How how good sound design can really make, dude. Well, so this game takes that to the next level. So they used a type of sound design that I hadn't heard of before, called biurnal sound. Uh, and I don't know why they don't call it quadurnal sound because I I saw a video of behind the scenes and they actually use four microphones when they record. And these microphones are oriented in such a way that if you look, you know, if you if you make noise into them from one section, one microphone will hear it more clearly than the microphone on the opposite side, and you know, and and vice versa and such. And so everything that you hear is directional. Everything that you experience makes you want to turn your head. Uh, the voices inside your head are, are are coming from behind you in your left ear, and it's just like they're whispering right to you. 
Uh, and, you know, there are sections where you're getting, you know, a little bit more agitated than normal. And all of a sudden the voices start coming from, you know, all around you, not just 360 degrees, but below, above and below. And it's, it's, man, it's an experience. This was, this is the sound in this game is unlike anything I've, I've seen before. All right. I, I think, I think I've just now made up my mind. I'm going to play this game. <laughs> I'm going to play this game off stream at first. And, and if it's not for nothing else that um I want my full surround sound headset yeah. on and I yeah. don't and use you'll experience my full it immediately there's yeah. there's no lag time between when the game starts and when you go what I mean it is right away okay all right I'm uh I'm I'm souped about it I definitely am um, but I, anyway I don't want to take up too much time by Hellblade because we got other stuff but yeah anyway the uh the experience that I've been having so far is 100% positive uh I'm I'm pretty sure I'm gonna finish it tonight uh so I'm very excited and I will absolutely report back after that word um let me see what what have I been playing I've been doing the same game i mean literally uh is is been i haven't played too much this week i've been doing a lot of like off gaming stuff but um uh oh, oh my goodness broken age man broken age is the game that i've been i've been really oh yeah really playing yeah i i love that game man i i mean i'm i didn't get to play it too much but it's still the same i'm going to be banging this one out uh and then i'm going to go back to uh what what is it um smoke and sacrifice because i really enjoy that as well the new game oh, i, I did get a chance to play uh w a little bit was the new version the full release version of we happy few and uh, yeah. I, I, I didn't play it enough to give you a full rundown uh because I, I I was did it on stream and I had some audio issues and I had to I got totally sidetracked, <laughs> but uh, it looks good. It looks uh, nice and polished, and I I can already see that where there's there's uh, significant changes in, in particular for giving a narrative, right? And uh, I I like that. I like that. But I'm gonna give a full report on We Happy next okay yeah next I'm, I'm very curious to hear kind of your end game uh thoughts on that because uh you've been a big advocate for uh we happy few since it came out uh right. on early access uh and you know you had been you've been waiting for this game for a while uh but now that it's out the reviews have been relatively mixed so i'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts Right, I, and and uh, I'm gonna try and and uh, and shoot straight. You know, what I'm saying like, because I, I, I of course, clearly, of clearly, um, it's a game I've been excited about for a long time, and I've enjoyed the preview version of it, like the you know the 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 core game mechanics for a good long while. So, I'm I've been looking at it very critically. Like I was even on on my stream, I was like, okay, yeah, this is a little a slightly different, and this is this is uh you know why I think this change is significant. Uh, so, so I'm I'm very much interested in seeing further further down the line, uh, uh, getting into these different stories and seeing how the the perspectives overlap. Um, so, but we'll, we'll see next week. I'll have a lot more to say. So you're not uh, going to take your joy pill before you talk about it. Oh, well, I mean, listen, <laughs> I, I, I have a liquid joy. 
um, like a in the form of yeah. coffee, and I'm partaking <clears throat> right now. So, so do you because it's it been in game preview? Um, be, it, has it been enough change to where you want to start over, or you're basically just keep going on with what you got going? Is it letting you do that, or are you having to like start fresh? Okay, well, I have no problem with starting fresh. I have played it uh, primarily on permanent death on the hardest difficulty, so I'm no stranger. I'm no stranger to starting over. I do not do that. That may be an entire topic of conversation, but I do not do that stuff. (laughs) I, I mean, let me tell you, bro. Like, If you see me playing that game, at least in the preview version, you see me running and screaming because death is freaking real. It's real. It's painful. I will scream yeah, like uh, like there's no tomorrow. Uh, but I think it makes for, I mean, look, it sucks, bro. It, it freaking sucks when, when you die sometimes like that. I will tell you this, though. I, I went to do the same thing. Permanent death. Uh, and... On hardest difficulty. I was able to put it on the hardest difficulty, but I did not see permanent death. I, I can't so. imagine a game like that would be fun with permadeath. Because oh, I mean what happens you get you get you get fifteen hours in and and every now and then games like that will have what I feel like pretty unreasonable difficulty spikes in certain places and you just don't see it coming. And then and then you're dead. Then you're fifteen hours in, you're like, well, crap yeah i um, yeah 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 you just start over see so i think i'm hoping Ah, to see i'm hoping to see that um the the permanent death makes a return after you beat the the story that's what i that's what i'm i'm hoping for and that would make total sense you know what i'm saying that they okay. want you to experience the 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 story as is and not have to go back and restart, but there's still going to be an extra challenge down the road once you beat it. You know what I'm saying? Um, sure. I don't sense. know. It's 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 a masochistic thing, I know, but it, 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 I've definitely found enjoyment out of it. <laughs> you know. So anyway, Buddha, what uh, what about you? Tell us about what you've been playing. Oh man. I've been playing a lot of stuff. I really, I, I put in some work. I put in some work. I um, had a, I had a real craving to play some uh, full motion video type games, and uh, I stumbled onto this game called uh, hashtag Oops hashtag War Games, and um, it, it's a, it's 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 a lot different. You know, a lot of those games are kind of like a telltale type of style where. You know, you pick, uh, you pick, you the decision you make di- dictates how the story goes or the ending you'll get and all that kind of stuff. Well, this game, right off the bat, it tells you right off the bat that it's a game that actually watches you. So you're watching as the story progresses. You have all these different frames that are on your screen of what you can actually pay attention to. Well, depending on which of those frames that you're actually paying attention to will dictate how your game goes. So I thought it was really clever. Um, It's not very expensive. It wasn't even that long of a playthrough, uh, but I I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, The other thing I played was uh, the infectious madness of Dr. Decker. 
think that's what it's called. I feel like I've heard of that game. I can't remember. And what it's uh, well, uh, you basically you play a uh, uh, a doctor who uh, who basically uh, gains all these patients because the previous doctor has died, and um, one of your patients um, killed him. And so, not only are you trying to diagnose what it is that's wrong with the mental state of the patient that you're dealing with, but you're also trying to find out whether or not they were the ones or the, the, the patient was the one that actually killed the doctor. That actually sounds kind of cool. Well, the coolest part about it is that you can actually like, they have pre-made questions, but you can actually type in your own question. Like you can, how does it type in? It utilizes keywords. Um, so like it'll give you hints. It says, well, you know what this, um, you know, you'll talk to a, a patient and he'll say something like, yeah, you know, um, I, uh, I work as a, as a grave uh, digger at night and, uh, and it's very stressful and, I, and I, I don't like it and blah, blah, blah. And then you'll, it'll like highlight a little bit. So it'll, it'll kind of give you a, a reason to explore that question more and get him to talk about. So you use words uh, that trigger more answers from the patients that you're talking to. So uh, w- another very clever way of uh, doing that kind of game. Uh, so I, I was, you know, I, I had a blast playing these, these games. And plus, you know, I, I love Telltale games anyway. So I like these episodic movie TV show type games. Um, I, I I really I really dig that. And then I got to play. Uh, I decided that I needed to get back into some Ghost Recon Wildlands. Yeah, man. So yeah, yeah, man. I mean, you know, I just need to. uh, It's 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 been on it's been in my backlog for a hot minute, and I've been really needing to chew through it. And um, so I've just been just plugging that campaign, um, doing all the quests that I need to in each area, taking out the cartel in every which way or form. Um, I still have to do. uh, I mean, obviously, I already did the Predator mission. Uh, so I still need to do the Sam Fisher and then uh, the uh, the Rainbow Six. Uh, I got the little call for it uh, while I was playing uh, the other night to go I w- investigate I what's do, going on Twitch. I want to do the uh, Sam Fisher one as well. Uh, I, the Predator one was freaking fantastic. I did that with you, Buddha, and oh my God, was it? It was it, it was, was painful, tough. but it was. I mean, it felt it good tough. when you beat it. Yeah, so the Sam Fisher one is a complete like uh, you got to go in there, uh, hide and go seek style. <laughs> I, I, uh, no guns blazing on, on that mission. Other way. Yeah, right. no, yeah. So it's it's a uh, it's a good time, and I you uh, know Michael Anderson's voice, man. I swear, I like it's so good. Oh, it's, it's so, so good. good. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. Games. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's so good, man. But so yeah, like, like that game is like a really good example uh and siege as well uh just an amazing example of ubisoft's new uh, at least it feels like new kind of commitment to continuing game success i totally agree like wildlands is another good example of a game that came out and it was fine it was okay but they have not given up on that game nope like is as as not in the the zeitgeist as it is right now right we don't we don't hear much about wildlands except every three or four months when they come out with dope new stuff. 
right? You know, we, they came yeah. out with Predator. Like, who comes out with a Predator expansion on a Tom Clancy game? What? And right. then, then they're bringing Sam Fisher back. They they're bringing the Siege character. Like, they just keep doing cool stuff to this game. Uh, and if I like, I, oh man, I wish I could get into it, but there's just so many freaking games. But like, I I have a lot of respect for Ubisoft and the commitment they've made for that game. It's, I, it's well, I I I think that they learned so much from siege you know what i'm saying and and what i mean really they brought they brought the game back from the brink of extinction you know what i'm saying absolutely and uh and they made it into one of the more successful first person shooters and there is no end in sight for that game right now you know what i'm saying and there and if you look at Wildlands, and I said this before, uh, if they were able to turn the tide on Wildlands, because again, it it launched, but it 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 faltered. It didn't have any end game reason to play, and then they interjected it uh, the um, the multiplayer, the PvP, which is a, it was a really good PvP actually, and then they they continue to follow up with more content, more story. Um, and I think even, even just the, them opening up all the previous missions that you can play again now, cause they were all timed and they, they disappeared. Now they're just, they're available again. I think all of that speaks to what, what we're saying as far as the, the post launch support that Ubisoft has, has, uh, learned how to do and how to do it well, you know? Yeah, uh, the division is another amazing example of this. Uh, the division came out and they had this this two or three year plan of release content. Uh, it came out, it went really big. It was the it was the number one selling new IP for Ubisoft ever. It sold an enormous amount of units, and people ran into that same issue. They get to the end of the game and they're like, "Well, now what?" Uh, and they released new content in the form of Underground and Survival, uh, and then. You know, they realized that the problem still wasn't fixed, and they said, "All right, let's let's stop releasing paid content and just spend the next year making the experience better for people who bought the game originally." And I think it was almost it was it was about a year and a half after launch that they released the 1.8 update, and this was this was about eight months ago, the in December of 2017, that they released the 1.8 update. And it was at that point where pretty much unanimously people are saying, this game is exactly what was advertised and it is absolutely wonderful now. And this game here deserves a sequel and deserves my attention for, for upcoming releases. And okay. I just, I'm, it's, it's such a cool story that they're willing to, to put in that sort of work. I love it. See, see, now that's a game that I was very much interested in in the beginning. And then played it and and watched it and I was like, ooh, I I don't think so, I think I'm giving it a a pass, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I played a little bit of Division and it was it was fun for a hot minute and then I just kind of uh, played. I kinda, played a lot of Division. It was good. But I the fact that like Ty is saying, I did the same thing. Well, I mean, if if they're saying like, look, now it, it's more as advertised. Cause that's the mm-hmm. that was the big turnoff for me. Like I was like, this is not, this is nowhere close to what it said it was going to be. Yeah, 
You know, and yeah. let me no, tell you, you be I mean, soft. I love you, but good God, like I, 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 even even on Siege, if you go back and look at the Siege trailer, you know, a lot of the E three trailers, E three shenanigans, it, it's they give you what the hope is, what the dream is, and then what you get is something totally freaking different. And yep. uh, I really hate that practice. I really do. And, um, well, I don't know if there's any way to get around it. You know what I mean? Like, cause you start off with something that uh, you feel like is going to be good and you throw it out there. And then, you know, we, as gamers, we gobble it up, spit it back out. And we're like, mm, yeah, and, you well, know what it needed was this. And then, you know, so those guys are looking at, well, crap. Okay. Well, you know, they're taking their notes. They're like, well, they, you know, the guys are saying they want this. They want that. Is that even feasible? Will that even work? Does that make sense? Is that a good idea or is that just something silly i mean you know and then they keep tuning it and tweaking it and messing with it and then you know i think i think it's a good thing because obviously you want you know you don't want nobody to just give up on the game you don't want a culling situation where they're just like okay well you know what forget you guys you know so i i, I mean you know that's why like you know when we say like well you know it's a shame that we don't get games that are complete when they first come out well, I don't think there's any way for a game to be complete when it comes out. You know, oh there's always going to be something that has to be tweaked, moved, changed. There's something that they find that's broken, um, an animation that all of a sudden doesn't work. Is somebody, you know, I mean, a lot of times when I when I would beta test games, I mean, honestly, I spent most of the time not really playing the game, but trying to figure out how to break it. Like you just you just run around and jump on stuff and and try to get your stuff you, you, you try to get yourself wedged in a box uh trying to trying to land shark try to do every all these things you know that you normally wouldn't do when you're playing the game but you're trying to find all those things so that way when it does launch they're aware of it and they can fix it and you know i think ubisoft I mean, has just done a good job of I, I cleaning up their mess from. i see where you're coming from but uh, I, I absolutely think they they can make it so that they're not advertising one thing and releasing another. That's so what the, I'm saying. The division is an outstanding example of this because if you watch the division E3 trailer, it shows off an enormous number of perks that were not in the game, not even now. Uh, and the, yeah. So like the mini the mini map is a really good example in the E3 trailer. The guy clicks a button on his watch, and the map becomes a 3D hologram yeah. on the ground. Yeah, around and the him. crowd goes wild. It looks and the sexy crowd went as hell. Nuts. Yeah, oh, it was like, oh, this is so cool. And then I guess it doesn't it freaking just exist. Was too hard, and they didn't implement it. And now, and then it just became a map. And then that's all it was. It was a map. And so that I mean, that idea was completely scrapped. And the idea of a deployable and um controllable air drone gun was in the trailer and was completely absent from the game. And there were, there were just so many instances of that. And so, I mean, I know when they're creating a trailer for E3, it is sometimes they treat it as a, even, even as a separate game from the actual game programming wise, sometimes it won't even be in the same box. Uh, But I think they need to like, I'm, I'm completely okay with E3 trailers being cinematic. I'm completely okay with oh, that because then they can because then they don't have to worry about showing off particular gameplay. They don't have to worry about showing you this or that. And they can just show you things that give you insight into the story, give you insight into the world that they're going to build. 
And then I can go in with all my own expectations about what it will and won't be. And I'm not, I'm not told one thing and then given another. Yeah. Right. The masses, they want to see the, they want to see gameplay. They want to see this and that. I think of it like a, you know, kind of like a movie, you know, you, you watch a movie and what you see, the, the, the product that they put out in the theater or whatever is not the actual complete product. That's not what the director had because don't even get me started on movie trailers. <laughs> so, so there's, so there's pieces of it, right? So there's pieces of the movie. They don't make it for whatever reason that they don't feel it fits and it didn't work or whatever the case may be. And sometimes I feel like that's the same thing with games. Like everything starts off when I, as an idea. And then when they try to put it, put it in there they're like, oops, wait a minute. That's not quite going to work out right. You know, and you know, things, sometimes things don't make it. And and yeah. look, so I I understand what you're saying to a point, to a point, right? Um, but the the problem is when they just have features or they have these visuals that are just complete, that just strictly not even close to reality, and then you get into the realm of, um, you know what? They straight up lied here, right? uh and false advertising you know what i'm saying once you once you break into the realm of false advertising i i begin to get a little salty you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying so here's here's the the fix you said they they can't get away from that yeah they can just don't don't i mean look there's there's the ideas that you have and the hopes and then there's what is attainable and what's real just stick to what is real you know what i'm saying don't they did that if they did that we wouldn't i mean we'd get a trailer that would have a picture and that's all we would get and it probably look, wouldn't we can, be the same. We can I get <laughs> we can get <laughs> i mean you know what i mean it's i mean thing, i don't think there's is, a win there's no way to win it you know what i'm saying there's no way to make everybody happy point blank so no that's matter what true. you do, whether you do the, whatever you throw that cinematics out there, people are going to be pissed off because they didn't see gameplay. That if you throw listen. gameplay on there, there's going to be people that are going to complain because the graphics aren't up to par, or right. because you know it, it, it'll always be something. But I don't, what, what they have to do though do. is show more teasers, right? Like look at um um oh my god, what what was the game, uh, from uh, Bethesda, the new the new title, Starfield. Starfield. All they did Cyberpunk. was show the freaking logo. That's it. You know, you know why? Because they weren't prepared to show anything else. And I respect that. And everyone flipped out. And everybody flips. Yeah. Well, and all they have to do is say it's in space and it's, it's real. And that's it. And that's fine. Right. So you can do, uh, you know, build hype slowly without lying without without like uh showing things that aren't real and ultimately i tell you what, tell you what come next what? e3 and if they just show the logo tell me how pleased people are going to be if they just see a logo come next e3. yeah but we're not talking about that now they have a whole year to work on something tangible you know well, that's what, what i'm saying if it yeah they'll have a cinematic with, <laughs> with a little bit of gameplay it'll be the tried and true form that they always use that everybody does i mean and well, that's what we'll have to live with, and people will complain. I I disagree. People will be happy. I, I, and I can't be a hot disagree mess with like you more. I can't believe it. It's like Buddha. Who <laughs> are right, you? Right, okay, so who who do you think did it? Like, when, from an actual trailer standpoint, let's let's disregard like just showing a logo. Who, from a trailer standpoint, standpoint, did it 
right? Nobody. There's nobody. Nobody? Nobody. Nobody. What? Nobody. You, you, like you saw a game trailer or a movie trailer, any kind of trailer that you're like, yeah, okay. And then you went to go see the product and like you were like, oh, wait a minute. That wasn't quite right. Or I thought they were going to have this and they didn't have it. Or, oh, well, hopefully they'll come out with it later. So it's always like that. I, look, I, I think people point, put too much weight. You put too much weight on these trailers and stuff. Like E3 is great. Like, don't get me wrong. And it's it's fun to it's it's great to be excited about. This. It's like uh, you know, the new Fallout uh, 76. Oh man, it looks amazing. I, I think it's going to be great. Cool. Whether it pans out when it comes out, that could be a whole different deal. Same thing with Anthem. Anthem looks amazing. Right. I'm excited for it. Does it mean that it's going to pan out? It possibly might not. I mean, what we saw in the trailers and what we saw of gameplay, it's just like you were saying with the division. I think people just put too much hope and dreams and all this stuff. And at the end of the day, it's still a game and it's going to have bugs and it's going to have problems and it's going to need fixes and patching and all kinds of stuff. So it's like, you know, it's kind of like yeah. the, what you guys were saying about don't, don't, don't pre-order. Well, you don't know, don't buy the game. Yeah, don't buy the game at launch. Don't Please. do it. Wait don't, till launch. Yeah. Don't buy the, you Cosmetics know, no, don't buy the game at launch. Don't even buy the game at launch. Why do you want to buy the game at launch? Four, six months later, it's going to go for 20, 30, 40, sometimes in the case of like Destiny oh, 2. I want to play it now. And that's why you pre-order. Okay. I'll, I'll buy it as long as it works. <laughs> that's why you Counter pre-order argument. because the people the people want it that bad. And that's, you got to kind of rein yourself back in, you know? What about I mean, the games that require a reasonable player base in order to to access the right. content. So so Destiny's an example here. If you wait 6 months after a raid comes out, the only people that will raid are people who are hardcore raiders and being right. a new person in that situation puts you at a serious disadvantage. Don't you right. want to be there when it happens so that you're part of that I mean part if, of that if, part of that if, exploratory experience? I mean, I guess if you want to fall for the hook, line, and sinker, I mean, I guess so. But I mean, they do that on purpose. I mean, that's Aww. that's that's well. I mean, <laughs> why wouldn't you do that? You know what I mean? Why wouldn't you do that? It's it's the same reason why uh, every time Rainbow Six Siege has a expansion or drops operators, all of a sudden the game's on sale, or like it is right now, where it's free to play right now for the week. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, kids, free to play. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's all designed. I mean, you know, it's 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 they're not silly and dumb over there they know at the bottom line they know how to make their money and that's what they're trying to do so i don't know i mean that's just me though i mean i'm a guy that right. like you know so here's i got too much i mean you know what i mean i got a lot of games so for me a guy like yeah. me like that has a ton of games to play like i could yeah i could easily soak my money into triple a titles and things that come out right away but i've i've been burned so many times right. where you buy a game for 50 60 bucks only to turn around a few months later and it just be half off and you're like yeah that's probably what this game is really worth it wasn't worth 50 60 it was actually maybe worth 30 or 40 you know and it's it's the same it, it every time without fail and if you just hold back and you just wait it out a little bit you know, yeah, you're not going to be on the cutting edge. You're not going to be on the forefront of things. And yeah, there's going to be some things you're going to miss on. But I mean, it just depends on how you want to work it. You want to save a few bucks to to be able to spend some other bucks somewhere else. And, you know, it's a never ending cycle, really. I mean, my backlog is not getting any better. But, you know, in the long run, 
you want more games and and whatnot, you gotta you gotta figure out what works best for you. I love it. This is great. Uh, I, I I I can't I can't let this one go. I can't let it go. I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Must counter. I must continue. I must continue. Um, okay. You're talking about two different things, first and foremost, right? You're talking about the fact that there's going to be post production support, which I am all for, right? So they're they're going to find bugs and glitches, and they're going to support the game afterwards. Fine. Mm-hmm. I uh, that's that's good. That's great. But what what I don't like is is the trailers which go above and beyond the normal little slight little variations. Right. I'm talking about egregious cases of look at the game. Look how wonderful it is. And it has has looks nothing like that. That. I think it needs to be addressed. When I look at E3 nowadays, I don't trust what I'm watching to be yeah, real. You be real careful. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's anything. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you just can't fall into it. You know? I mean, yeah, you can be excited about this. Like, like I watched E3 and I was excited. I was excited for a lot of the games, but until that game actually comes out, and I see people streaming it, and well, right. You know what I mean? That and then at that point, then I'll be like, "Oh, okay, it's ready for me to play it now." Because it's you know, people have figured out it's went through like five, ten patches or whatever it takes I, I, to get I, things I, right. And then, okay, cool. Now I'm ready. Now I'm ready to spend my money. I and I totally feel that, understand that, and respect that. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm all in for the for the don't pre-order camp, wait and see camp. Yeah, I've been burned far too many times myself. But the question is, like, there is a line when it's it's a slight variance of of something they just weren't able to do um, on a trailer, and when it when it breaches into the realm of a false advertising, where is that line? And I feel so. So yeah, maybe the question isn't. Um, is 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 all our trailers 100% accurate i'd say no and maybe it's unrealistic to to ask for 100% accuracy when the games are still in development but I, there's definitely been cases of egregious uh lies we'll just say right false advertising uh, oh, yeah. for, I mean, for some of these trailers and that is what i'm against and all you need to do to fix it all you got to do to fix it is just wait a little bit wait until the idea is a little bit more tangible but and that's then, the thing though the hype. The, the hype the i mean that's part of the that's i mean unfortunately because of the way our society works with all the social media and 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 everything where everything is like gimme 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 now 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 it's faster 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 it's it's all those things everybody wants this information now that's why bethesda did what they did that's why they threw the logo up there because people kept hounding them every day right they just wanted they just wanted people to stop thinking if it was going to be made right it's like that it is going to be made yeah it's basically shut up calm down we're gonna get to it we've got these other things we're working on we didn't forget about it. We'll get to it, you know? And it's kind of like, you know, you heard the sigh of relief out there. <gasps> oh, 
Yes. I think, uh, but I, all, <laughs> you know, Elder Scrolls. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, so I, I don't know. know. I, I, I hear you. I really do. But I, I think There's that, no. uh, that they can address it and they, that they really, they really, I don't know. I, I think too many trailers re- uh, fall into nowadays. Uh, false, Listen, if, false if, if, if they, if, if they did, if they did like what you're saying, we'd have more crock crackdown. Cause that what, that's what we would have where they can't pull off what they thought they could do. And they have to keep continuously postponing a game and postponing a game. And who knows if we'll ever see the real crackdown or what it was supposed to be or anything at this point. And that's, that's what happens when you can't, you know, when you can't get it together, right. And you decide, well, we just need to postpone it because it's not what, what we told everybody it was going to be then it's just constantly going to get delayed until the point to where it might not even even happen. I mean, supposedly Crackdown is, is but... coming out. Crackdown is going to come out. But but you know what? They've been cracking down what, for a long who, time. Who cares if that if, if they <laughs> if they delay games? Delay your games. I'm fine with that. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather have a delayed game than a freaking broken game at launch. With with day one patches and everything, it says, "Oh, hold on! I know you paid full price for this game, ladies and gentlemen, but don't worry. Give it a year or two. It's going to be what we promised." <laughs> That's what Ubisoft is doing, right? I mean, it's pretty so much. It's so sad, but true. I, mean, I know. That's the, that's the that's the Ubisoft uh, freaking playbook right now. Like, you know, hey, it's okay. You know, well, well, hey, you know, you bought that game at launch. Here you go. We're gonna hook you up. We're gonna finally do what we said we were gonna do. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's like I said, man, I don't, I don't think there's a right way to do it anymore at this point. Um, it's, it's just gotten too, too big, too fast. I mean, the gaming appetite has just gotten so big and it's just there. Those guys are, are, are screwed right from jump. Cause like I said, nobody's going to be happy with no matter what they do. They did it your way, my way, Ty's way. Anyway, it's there's always going to be some kind of flack or it's just it's a hot mess. But I mean, that's why I don't get I mean, I like Don't get me wrong. I get excited about E3. I just don't. Uh, I take it all with it like, oh, well, that looks really cool. And, yeah. you know, it's just like, uh, what is it? Uh, COD talking about, you know, Black Ops with their with their Battle Royale. And it's like, oh, OK, cool. You're yeah, yeah, Battle yeah. Royale. Awesome. <laughs> what, uh, what? So uh, can you tell us more about it? Well, you know, uh we're working on it. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, it means you're not your 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 battle royale is probably going to suck. That's you can't even give Aww. me. You can't even tell me how many people are going to be in your damn battle royale. You can't. Well, you can't. I know in the beginning when they released it, they didn't know. They so they they weren't releasing that information cuz they hadn't they hadn't stress tested with the right amount of people yet and so mm-hmm. they probably know now cuz the beta's coming out in what They better know. Yeah. They better but get it together cuz I know, it, I know at E3 complete. when they were talking about it, they literally didn't know how many were going to fit technically. I mean, they better throw out a. They better do a Battlefield Five and throw out like a, a give somebody something to chew on. Give them a little tease. Well, I mean, we got the Beta Four Blackout coming out next month, dude. Don't worry. Yeah, we're gonna see. We're they, gonna they see did the more. Beta for COD multiplayer for yeah. like the mm-hmm. capture and, and uh, TDM uh, last see. week. It, it was if pretty good. I can talk play, about that later. Uh, but yeah, the Blackout the play, Beta is next month. If they step up to play with a battle royale that's got like whatever twenty people in it, my guess is sixty. I think it'll be 60 people. Yeah. Do they, I don't think they have a big enough map. Can they do that? 
Dude, they're making their own map for just for the blackout. They're not going to put it on one of those little baby maps. Yeah, they're Dude, saying they're going to take their baby maps and they're going to connect yep. all yeah, of That's exactly what they're maps, doing. The TDM maps are, are small. They are they are toit, close quarters, which is great for that kind of stuff. But no, the the new map uh, for blackout, they've advertised it's it's significantly larger. It which is, it is I want to see size. that. I don't know the metrics, but it's of notable size. We'll call because it. like their engine is geared for close quarter combat, small maps, tight tight uh, yep. uh, rotations. How in the world is it going to be when you open when you expand it? I I don't know. I have that's why I'm, I'm totally I can't wait, wait to and see. see. I'm 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 excited to see if they can pull it off. I want to see what they do, how they do it. Uh, very much interested, but. When it comes to these franchises, I think Battlefield has a clear advantage when it comes to well, their Battle their Royale. engine is like custom made for it's large scale for battles it. like that. It that yeah. is what it's made for. Frostbite is is perfect because I mean they already have what is it? Is it 120 people on a map? Is it 60 v 60? Yeah, it's freaking crazy for the right. for the large yeah. scale ones. Yeah, yeah so no problem putting 100 people on a map. It's gonna be great. Right. Um, I my only worry with the Battlefield Five Battle Royale is that you're using battle battle you're using World War Two stuff, and I don't think World War Two uh, gear is as fun as it should be. Uh, and that's why I think Call of Duty is going to be cool because you've got the toys, and as cool as World War Two stuff is, and this is a personal opinion. World War II games don't get me going as much because of the toys or lack of toys because you're, right. you're stuck in the in the 40s, right? So you don't have super cool, adjustable, modifiable sites with infrared imaging and heat-seeking missiles and lasers and all the things that I want because I love that stuff. Uh, you have guns with iron sights that shoot bullets and that's, you know, it. Uh, but anyway. I, I, I definitely feel you. Take. On that. I feel you on that, but I, I but the the conflict of World War Two was still you know in, in, incredible, right? So and the story, and the narr- story, story narrative un, almost unbeatable, yeah. right? And, and Battlefield uh, One was an incredible example of that. Their campaign was probably the best I've ever played. It was outstanding because really of good. the stories that it told. I yeah. love I their guess approach. We're continue with that. Yeah, they're, they're, they're I think they are. Ideas. I think they are doing it the same way. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. The, the whole well, guys, the whole, we've been. Uh, oh, okay, we should yeah, probably yeah. move on to some news. <laughs> I'm huh? sorry, we got I, into we it. Got a little heated. Show. It's only been 45 minutes. Yeah, go ahead. What's what? Um, <laughs> no, no. On that note, <laughs> I feel bad. Uh, it's okay. Uh, but we got so okay. much stuff we want to. We do. Today. We do. All right. Um, cue the music, because right now it's time for the news. Tie fighter. What are we talking about? <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome. Uh, okay, well, this was, I mean, so one of our big pushes has been to get to a point where we're doing this podcast every week uh, instead of every other week, just because generally news for the gaming industry comes in at a, at a good, nice pace. Uh, and so we decided we wanted to start going weekly, at least attempt to start going weekly this week because of the overwhelming amount of stuff that has happened in the last seven days. And it would like, if we had tried to fit all of what happened in this week and next week into a single episode, we would be recording literally all day. So, uh, just so much cool stuff and it kind of, uh, it, it, there's just so much to digest here, but I don't know. I don't know if you guys heard the story about that guy that got in trouble for plagiarism nudge nudge 
Uh, <laughs> but that story got even wackier. Uh, so we talked about last week how uh, the guy got in trouble because he copied this video or he allegedly copied this video. IGN took down his uh, review for Dead Cells. Uh, more investigation took place. He was then fired because IGN decided that it was real. The accusations were real. And then about, what was it, two or three days later, uh, Philip came out with a, I was going to call it a, an apology video, but it was more of a response video uh, where he didn't really take any responsibility for it, didn't really admit that he had plagiarized. He's just like, well, I mean, I guess it's possible that uh, we're playing the same game and thus we have similar ideas, but I don't know. Mm? Uh, and then in the middle of the video, he calls out one of the main journalists that has been kind of on this story. Uh, that journalist's name is Jason Schreier. He's a very reputable journalist uh, and works as the leader of Kotaku. Uh, highly recommend him and, and his book. They're both very good. Uh, anyway, he calls out Jason Schreier in the middle of this apology video that was bound to be seen by you know, thousands, if not more than a million people. And he says, Jason Schreier, you can keep digging, but you're not going to find any more examples of this because it's not real. And, you know, you can just see Jason Schreier there rubbing his hands together. He's like, oh, I'm going to. Why and would you do that? Why would you I call no idea why an investigative journalist? Because he's, he's great at what he does. And he has an army of fans that are all just chomping at the bit, ready to go deep into this guy's history. Oh, anyway, <laughs> shocker they found more instances of plagiarism all the way down to his freaking LinkedIn resume had been pulled from a job <laughs> template website. Word for word, copy paste. That's it's, horrible. So anyway, I'm going to read the first couple paragraphs here. It won't take very long, Go for but it. it'll, it'll kind of set the stage and give you a clear idea of what's going on. So anyway, uh, this is from Jason Schreier at Kotaku. Uh, and the article is called uh, IGN pulls ex-editors posts after dozens more plagiarism accusations surface. Uh, so that'll tell you what's going on. Anyway, the gaming website IGN is working to remove all posts written by former editor Philip uh, Mewson, who was fired last week for plagiarism after Internet Sleuths found that dozens of his articles and videos copied or rephrased from other websites without attribution. We've seen enough now, both from the thread and from our own searches, that we're taking down pretty much everything he did. IGN Reviews editor Dan Stapleton wrote on Twitter last night, referring to a thread, the gaming forum Reset Era cataloging the allegations. For days, people had pointed out more similarities between Mewson's work and various other articles and message board posts. The plan, IGN editors said, is to scrutinize all of the work done Mucin, all of the work Mucin has published since since we hired him last October, then figure out what can be restored. IGN's editors also said they were hoping to re-review games that he had reviewed, including ports of uh, Doom and Skyrim onto the Switch, both which have been replaced by the same message, quote, this article has been removed due to concerns over similarities to work by other authors. The author of this article is no longer employed by IGN. They wiped his whole freaking catalog from IGN just to be sure, because now they like, we can't be sure he didn't plagiarize 100% of what he did because they found so many instances of him copying videos and message boards and freaking LinkedIn websites. It's hilarious. It, I, I mean, yeah. I, I, listen, man, I, I, last, last week I was really trying hard to, <laughs> you were trying hard. Yeah. I was really trying hard 
Philip, dude, come on, man. I was freaking, I was really, I was really going to bat for you, dude. You're done goofed. Yeah, <laughs> you're done yeah. goofed. You were like, oh, his his voice broke when he spoke. I'm like, yeah, because he knows. This was my favorite. This was my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, what was really good was the walk off, the 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 the, yeah, the, right? the get up and walk away and just leave us looking oh at the my chair. Gosh, like, I know, right? I can't believe but, this happening to this guy. Man. And if you so um if anyone wants to shoot me a DM, I can I can give you the the uh the thread that shows this, but it's just example after example after example after it's there's so many. It's horrifying. Um and there is a uh and what's his name? Uh, uh, I'll find it. One of the editors at IGN released a statement on Twitter, uh, really dismayed, really sad, asking the question like, you know, we people who are in the gaming industry, people who have the opportunity to work at a place like IGN or GameSpot or right. like that does not happen to everybody. That is the dream for yeah. so many people. Why in the world would you work? so hard to get into such a unique position only to not do that job only to make other people do that job for you because like why else are you there except to give your own personal opinion your own personal thoughts your own unique perspective on games why in the world would you would you steal when the whole point of the job is to tell people what you think because they want to hear your perspective. It's just, it's so sad. He's a copy paste champion. Brian Altano. That's his name. Sorry. Brian Altano from IGN. But the, 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 the thing that king. got me, Buddha, did you see his freaking, his LinkedIn? Did you see the LinkedIn? Oh yeah. No, yeah, no. Yeah. It's, it's great, man. Oh uh, my essential God. Functions. Yeah. And marketing director. Apparently they're the same damn thing. <laughs> that is when when I read that I was like, "Oh my lord. It's it's basically straight up copy and paste. It's I mean, you are done. the dude's not working again in this field." Nah. Oh, he's gone. He's done. He's done. He's officially yeah. done. There's no way in the world he's coming back from this. You know what? There's a so, lesson to be learned. There's a lesson to be learned here, guys. Um cuz we're working on we're working on a blog, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the first, Hardcore Casuals. The first, the Hardcore Casuals dot com. Yeah, hard, the Hardcore Casuals dot com. Mm-hmm. Patreon dot com um, slash Hardcore Casuals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first and foremost, do not copy other people's reviews. I think that is don't something. Do just don't do it. Uh, the don't other thing. It would be um, if you find yourself in a vicarious position where, where your work is being scrutinized, do not, I repeat, do not instigate the, the person doing the investigations, right? Don't rile him up. Don't dare him to find don't more dirt. Don't dare him. To, oh, my gosh. Oh, because... Yeah, don't pick a fight with him. I, I mean, can you imagine committing committing a crime you 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 stole something important and it you know you go out there and you deny that it happened and then detective detective man i dare you to find evidence yeah. that i did this and it's mm. like well there it is it's right you left it, your face is on the camera 
Yeah. 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 You look like a fool. He's, I mean, and oh, he yeah. really, he really does. I'm really, uh, he, uh, he lost his, his, his faith, right? I'm, I'm sure the people just don't, be, don't believe him anymore. he lost that. He lost that trust. But, uh, he's a, he's a meme waiting to happen. Oh, definitely. Oh, oh definitely. Too late. Too late. <laughs> he's, he's, he's going to be everywhere. We'll keep seeing that smug mug. Of oh his. yeah. <laughs> but uh I think uh I I'm ready to put this to bed. Yeah. I'm ready for us to be able to wipe our hands clean of this. Uh I mean last week we talked about this and uh we we didn't think it was going to go any deeper. We kind of thought that was going to be the end of it. And then come Monday freaking morning, uh it comes Something out that all this stuff was all well, all we thought to be true was wrong. Right. And uh I want that to be true this week. I want to. I want to not hear more about this. I want to not hear more instances of plagiarism. I want to not hear more about him having done more things wrong. I just want to be done, and I want to forget yeah. about it, and I want to move forward. I want to let IGN kind of brush themselves off and and go back to full confidence levels, right? Yeah, definitely. Well, they're they're, they're definitely IGN is going to take a real. Um, so they're going to take a real good, hard look at what their what their policies and procedures are, and I'm sure there there's going to have somebody that is now their duty, their sole purpose in IGN is going to be to to check for instances of plagiarism. I'm sure, you know, what I'm saying like real hard, but but yeah, hopefully this is hopefully this is it. I really I agree with you there. But anyway, what um what do we got going next? What's the next okay. story? So now that we're done with that, we are putting it to bed. Hopefully we don't talk about it again. Uh, we're moving forward. Uh, this is a story from Polygon. Uh, and if you have not heard of Polygon, it is another gaming-based news website. However, it focuses a little bit less on, you know, leaking the latest gaming news and uh, uh, being on top of that. They focus more on uh, social issues within the space. They have a much more, I don't want to call them political because I don't see them that way nearly as much, but definitely focusing on social issues, focusing on that sort of thing. Uh, anyway, they released an article that was an interview uh, with Ninja this week. And for those who don't know, and I feel like that is very few, but for those who don't know, uh, Ninja is the number one streamer on Twitch and thus one of the, the number, the top streamer in the world. He's a big Fortnite streamer. Uh, he's helping bring kind of gaming to the masses. He's becoming much more of a household name. Uh, I believe it was two months ago, it was determined that his social reach is now officially more than almost any other uh, sportsman in the world. So more than any FIFA player, MLB player, NFL player, like he's more popular than any athlete in the world, which is incredible. Um, but the the interview was not about that. The interview was about something else. Uh, it was about the fact that uh, Ninja has uh, never has and has chosen not to in the future, at least for the foreseeable future, does not stream with any female gamers. Uh, let me let me let me read the quote from him. It's, he says in the article, if I have one conversation with one female streamer where we're playing with one another, and even if there's a hint of flirting, that is going to be taken and is going to be put on every single video and clickbait forever. Now, he continues a little bit later, uh, and he says, uh, 
not being connected to other women while online. That was something I made 100% sure. He said it was a decision alone to keep, uh, oh, I'm sorry. This is by his wife. Uh, this is from his wife, Jessica Blevins, uh, AKA Jay Ghosty. She says that was something I made 100% sure it was his decision alone to keep his streaming partners men only. That was, uh, that was not even her. She said she had nothing to do with it. That was me being, I love our relationship. I'm not going to put my wife through that. Uh, so apparently this has nothing to do with, with not, you know, not respecting female streamers, not wanting to put them on his platform for uh, social outreach reasons. This is entirely focused on the fact that when streamers work together and one is a man and one is a woman, uh, the trolls come alive. And apparently there's lots of clickbait. There's lots of rumors. There's lots of false information that's spread about the two. And he's just decided that he doesn't want to put his wife through that. So uh, we're going to start with Buddha. I want to, I want to, I want your take on this, man. I want to hear what you think. Well, I mean, you know, I, I can't, I can't, I, I, I understand his reasoning. I, I, I think it makes sense to me as to why he wouldn't want to, you know, unfortunately the internet is an angry place, uh, you know, and people are going to take things out of context and, and piece things together in the wrong way. That's just going to make more clickbait for people to, uh, to feed on. And it just, uh, I think it's just a way for him just to avoid the nonsense that would, that would transpire from it, whether there was anything going on in that instant with him being with a, a female streamer. I just think that, uh, it's his choice. Uh, and he's got a pretty good reason. Like I can't, I can't knock his reason for it. He's trying to be respectful to his wife. Um, and, and it's not like he came out and bashed women. It wasn't like he said, Oh, you know, uh, Fortnite, uh, women streamers are horrible or, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that route. It was like, yo, you know, I just want to, I just don't want any gossip going on. And the best way to take care of it is to just not do it. Uh, it's not that he just doesn't like female streamers. He's mentioned that he likes other female streamers that he find uh, that him and his wife, that, that, you know, that they're, they're his favorite and that sort of thing. But as far as streaming with them, uh, you know, he just, he draws the line and, I just don't really feel like there's anything wrong with that. I think it's, you know, it's his, his stream, his choice. I mean, you know, he's not bashing anybody. I think, I think it's okay. Yeah. I, I, right. I totally, I totally agree with, uh, with that. Uh, this, this whole, this whole drama, this whole like upheaval over this topic is so crazy to me. It it really is. I don't understand it, right? Um, I was watching all of this, and I thought it was kind of kind of silly. And as I dig into it, I realize this this whole thing is exploding right now, right before my eyes. <laughs> it's exploding, and everybody has something to say. And news article after news article is being written, and I'm like, oh my god, this is ridiculous it's totally ridiculous um and and they go out and inadvertently prove his point with every freaking article with every freaking tweet and retweet and thumbs up and whatever the hell else you know what i'm saying he, he's ninja is proven correct right ninja himself is 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 right now 
on a, on a level of popularity that none of us or very few of us will ever actually get to or, or, or to, to, to experience, right? And uh, when you get to that, that level of popularity, um, everything is under a microscope. Your life almost is no longer your own. And, then, and you have a sense of, of privacy and wanting to keep your own life private. And everybody should have the, the ability to make the, their own choices as to what is best for them. You know, so first and foremost, him wanting to to uh, uh, avoid the appearance of evil, if you will. Right. And just wanting to to uh, com completely take that that level or that that uh, type of scrutiny uh, or gossip off the table. That's that's his prerogative and he has every right and his reasonings are sound. Right. Again, like if like what, what Buddha said, if he came in saying like, oh, female gamers, they, you know, they can't play Fortnite, you know, go bake a cake or something, whatever, whatever. Right. <laughs> then that's all totally that's a totally different thing. Right. His reasonings are sound. He has is, uh, like respect for women, but more so he has respect for his wife. He has respect for his relationship. He has respect for his uh, privacy and 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 every time again when you see all this freaking craziness out there over his own decisions uh he's proven correct so you know whatever you do you ninja uh the other thing that's freaking crazy to me anyway is is looking at at these people trying to to mold this into a a, a social event Right. So so that uh, that uh, somehow Ninja, who's been streaming for years. How long did you say he's been streaming? Seven years. Right. Seven years. So my man who's who's, you know, this quote, unquote overnight success. Right. But it takes years and years <laughs> to get that. So he's been working. He's been doing his thing. And he's built his platform. He built his brand. Uh, and uh and and it's his show right now somehow because he has success now he has the responsibility to go out and and be the one who says who who has equal opportunity right him playing with somebody else is is somehow going to create equal opportunity that's freaking bullcrap you know what i'm saying we mm -hmm. all have equal opportunity we all have equal opportunity. We join a, a platform, right? We're on Mixer. These guys are on Twitch. They have equal opportunity to hit that go live button and to and to do whatever it is that 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 they want to do to get to garner their their audience, to develop their voice, to develop the content that they want to to create. And people will follow or not. Right. And everybody has their own voice. That is the equal opportunity. I, I, it's so it's so ludicrous. The idea that uh, that somehow because because uh, uh, Ninja found success, that he's the one that has to to grant female streamers with equal opportunity. Freaking bullcrap. And it also flies in the face of what they're trying to say. Right. They said, oh, oh, um. 
this this uh, he, uh, ninja who's a wonder a big a big platform. He's the one that's supposed to to help females out, bring them up. No, that's stupid. Their whole point is that females can go and do their own thing, and they do. They don't need the help of anybody. They just do their thing, you know. Um, yeah, and that's that's one of the main points that I wanted to make as well is that there that one of the one of the big criticisms has been that he needs to give women a chance to uh, take advantage uh, or be exposed to this huge audience yeah. that he has. But if you think for a freaking second that there aren't already extremely successful female streamers, you're you're kidding yourself. Yeah, there are women that are doing absolutely outstanding things. Now, I understand that female streamers are subjected to certain types of behavior that men aren't. And that's an entirely different conversation. Right. Uh, but I recognize that it's entirely true. But as far as popularity, as far as as exposure, as far as opportunity, absolutely, I think female streamers are doing magnificently in the space. Absolutely. Much, much, much more so than they're being given credit for. And yeah. so the idea that that a female needs to be given a chance to have access to this audience that Ninja has, I, I think it's silly because they're already doing magnificent stuff on their yeah. own. Yeah. So all these people writing articles or whatever, like they're really hypocritical to what they they claim to believe and the and the causes they claim to support right to say that 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 uh ninja um you know has to has to be the one that is the kingmaker or whatever right uh and he has therefore a, a social responsibility to to open things up now that's just freaking silly you know females do what they do and, and and, and and they're freaking great at it. There's so many, way too many to count. Female streamers doing wonderful things, right? Uh, the other thing is is uh, there's lots of of videos that I've seen out there or comments where where the uh, female streamers will say, "Well, listen, I don't want to be on on this stage because um, men streamers or men the male audience sucks." um paraphrasing here paraphrasing right uh, yeah <laughs> they, they, and uh uh that that they get a different set of of harassment and and is somehow worse now i granted i totally totally agree and understand and I'm seen with my own eyes uh that they get a a different set of trolls but to go out there and say that somehow your experience is worse than somebody else's, I don't, I don't think that's fair. I mean, look, when, when I first started streaming, I put up my cam. This is way back when, when I had a cam. The very first, within like the first 10 minutes, there were like really ugly uh, racist terms thrown my way. Right. Yeah. And yeah. and then they're the, and and uh, they're going to comment on my appearance and uh, and my weight and my skin color and and all all kinds of terrible things. But you know what? That's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? You put yourself out on a public stage like there's going to be trolls there. There's going to be harassment. Right. And then to say that, oh, well, I'm I'm a female. Uh, streamer so therefore i i own the uh the market on harassment that's all that I, I i don't agree with that i don't agree with that it's a different type of harassment absolutely 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, to be honest, I would actually welcome some uh, some sexually aggressive comments, you know, my way. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, boy. But, uh, but I'm saying that we all deal with things and we all have our own experience and we all have our gifts and we all have our struggles. And and the the opportunity that's given is equal in the fact in the sense that we go out there and we make the best of it, you know, and we go out there and we try to make the best content that's possible and and we deal with the things that we need to deal with. And sometimes it's more or sometimes it's less. And uh, but the experience by and large is the same. And we go out there and, and we do our best to go out there and say that uh, that. Um, that my success, if I become successful, Lord willing, that I have to go out and and create a platform for for others. Like, I mean, I'm I'm already doing my bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I I think I think the whole argument and bringing this to to a social realm is is just silly. It's just silly. And and, and I'll just leave it at that. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. I think the only way for Ninja to fix this is to stream with me. I think that would fix all of it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. Stream with me, Ninja. Let's fix this. Let's bring it back. Let's fix all this. Let's let's get rid of all this hate. Yeah, Ninja, hit us up. Um (laughs) the hardcorecasuals.com. Um we'll uh we're we're ready. We're ready. HardcoreCasuals.pro, Patreon.com, so sorry, Casuals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All righty. So um, All right, what do we well, got? What do we got next? I th- okay, so first of all, I just want to address the fact that's going to be it for the hard-hitting social issues of the week. The rest is a little bit lighter, a little bit easier, a little bit more fun, uh, but really, really digging these a uh, little bit heavier issues, and we'll we'll continue to be touching on those uh, as we move forward with the podcast, oh, yeah, we are baby. not afraid to talk about that kind of stuff. If you want to ask those kind of questions on stream, we take questions from the sub club, uh, yeah. via patreon.com. Like we, we, we want to, we want to get that kind of content on here. We want to be able to address those questions, uh, head on, uh, and, and really get a conversation going around this kind of stuff. So please, if you want to ask those, if you want to be a part of this, please join us uh, uh along the way because uh we are lo- really looking forward to it uh anyway but we're moving on ladies and gentlemen i don't know if you remember a couple months back we uh we saw the rise of a a new game it had been in, in beta for a while or i guess alpha for a while uh <clears throat> uh from the makers of smite from the makers of paladins came a new battle royale game called realm royale and so realm royale kind of fit the idea of fortnite uh, with some tweaks it brought gameplay a similar style of gameplay but with classes so you could join in as a mage or as an engineer or as an assault or whatever and each of those classes had their own abilities their own uh, uh, tweaks and, and unique aspects to them but then on top of that mechanic you could also uh, build weapons and build armor and upgrade your stuff as you went along so it was this kind of cool take on the battle royale formula that's different from what we've seen so far uh it took off uh, right away. Some of the biggest streamers in the business jumped in uh, headfirst, and it became very, very popular very quickly. Had a huge spike 
up to you know six digits on Steam alone. That's not including uh, the direct high-res player as well. We don't have any numbers on console yet because I don't think it's officially hit console. But uh, anyway, just right away on PC, it did really well. However, since then, they have made some unfortunate tweaks to the way the game plays. And in response to that, according to gamesindustry.biz as of this week, as of uh, two days ago, Realm Royale has lost, wait for it, 97% of its peak player base in the two months since it has come out. Unbelievable yeah. numbers. Ouch. 97%. Can you, I mean, okay, so, uh, yeah, so, okay, so according to the video game statistics platform, uh, Get Hip, the popularity of high-res studios class-based Battle Royale fell dramatically from what was six digits to 3,000 concurrent players in the space of two months. Tell me your thoughts. You want to this go for is, it, Manny? Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Buddha. Go first, and then I'll, uh, I'll go in afterwards. Well, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a Battle Royale game, okay? And I think what hurts it, I mean, you know, it's it's just like any game that comes out, right? It's the new, fresh thing. Everybody's going to jump on it and play it for a hot minute. Um, I think the classes probably hinder it more, I think, even though it was a good stab at it. Uh, a lot of the feedback that I got on, on the game was that certain classes were a little OP. Uh and that you know that's usually the problem when you run with classes um you're going to run into that sort of issue and i think um that hurts it in the long run yeah there's um, always a meta so when I, I you know i mean i haven't played the game myself yet i mean it, 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 and he's a hurry up and come to console to save it because i mean if it's already drowning uh on steam then uh you know it'll pick back up when console starts to play it and Hopefully, they can tweak things and and it'll it'll sustain them for a while. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, people are still playing Platins, right? I mean that that hasn't died out, has it? I mean, that's still up there. Uh, it exists. to a certain extent. I mean, you know, and it's not Overwatch, but I mean, you know, right. it's the next best thing if you're not. And they just dropped uh, they just dropped uh, Platins on the Switch. So I mean, who knows? Maybe, you know. Maybe there's another place for a for a Realm Royale on uh, on the Switch too. That might give it a little little boost in life. I mean, you know, that's actually a really good right. thought. I hadn't considered that, but High Res already has a relationship with Nintendo, and it's a free to play. It's entirely right. possible it could cross over. Right. So you let never me, know. Let me just jump in real quick because I know right now there is a, a listener to the podcast that is screaming at the at the microphone saying it's. Pal- right so <laughs> i just uh, want to address yeah, that it is yeah. not paladins with the right. genie and it's, pa- <laughs> it's paladins right so i i hear paladins you. paladins hear whatever you. Hey, you know <laughs> whatever tomato tomato you know what i just i just had to hey All screw right. you guys yeah pretty much yeah, <laughs> um okay so so here here's my take i think um I I found a lot of similarity to the story that we talked about, I believe, on our first episode, uh, which was The Culling. Um, 
So the calling was a, was a game that that uh, they they did have initial success. They had a formula that that people enjoyed, and over a period of time and tweaks and updates and rebalances and what have you, that they began to to lose the the spark, the initial spark that that made their game unique. To the point where they just, uh, under the calling, they just ignored it and created a brand new game, which seemed to be a less than clone of PUBG, right? Um, this is the same, except it seems to have gone on an incredibly quick and dramatic cycle, right? So, I mean, in a span of freaking months, they have came out. They have risen to popularity, like insane amounts of popularity, and then plummeted uh, from its from its initial uh, peak. And I think it is that they are looking too much at games that are popular, like PUBG and or Fortnite. Now these guys are clearly looking at at Fortnite, and uh, they've made their tweaks that have that are moving towards the Fortnite experience and therefore ignoring their own experience that what of what it is that made their game good or fun or more importantly unique why play a less than clone up if you want to play Fortnite pop in freaking Fortnite you don't you don't go into to uh Realm Royale to for it to really remind you of Fortnite, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like so, mm-hmm. so they had the classes. Now, yeah, balancing tweaks on classes, of course, and that's going to be a constant thing, tweaking and and uh, and whatnot, right? But one of the things from what from what I gather uh, that really hurt this game is is their focus on on weapons right so the the focus before was on your classes and your class abilities and you have your each class had a unique weapon uh to them right and the idea of having i always enjoyed class-based games you know what i'm saying so because i'm not necessarily uh uh great with with my shot but i can be a really good healer or support character. I enjoy that role. And and there's a different sense of teamwork when everybody has their own job to play. And when you when they have that in the beginning, that was interesting to me. And then you you strip the importance of the classes and what make them unique and you go towards guns uh where to the point where the guns are more powerful than your unique uh character weapons then who why what what is the difference then you're muddying the waters of what makes your game unique and why people are playing it i think um like yes uh realm royale like it's an alpha and they if they're going to make some shake-ups this is the time to do it and i think it's very unfortunate that they're that they really are trying to to experiment and see what it is that they like but they hit they hit a chord that the people liked and it was incredibly popular. And once you get at that point, changing it 
big dramatic changes, you have to figure out like what it is that they liked. Like what success, how did you actually stumble upon this success and, and, and change from that point very cautiously. And then, and then you find uh, like what we said with the calling, they, they forgot what made the calling, the calling. And then they readdressed it and said, we are going to focus on, on, on what makes like the core that makes the, the calling one fun. And they and they wanted to always have the the first edi- uh, um, um, what is it the uh, the first uh, version of the game as a as a balance to keep to to not stray too far. Uh, that should have been the case really for them. Once they stumbled into the success for Realm Royale, they should have said, "Well, what what is our thing from here on out?" And then tread carefully. Right, what's our differentiator? Right. So, guys who who are making uh, rem, uh battle, battle royale games in the future, there's already a PUBG. Right. So unless you can do it better, then let PUBG be PUBG. There's already yep. there's already a Fortnite. So unless you can do it better, just leave leave it leave it be. Find something unique. And you know, and 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 then focus on that. And that's unfortunately, I think that's what Realm Royale did. They found something unique, and it hit an a uh, uh, accord with with gamers. And then they strayed from that. I, and I mean, hopefully they can they can get it they can get it back. It's not too late, but there's too many games. There's too many options. People forget that like alpha doesn't mean anything anymore. It's nope. you, know, you know what I'm saying? Alpha when means I'm getting my game to people as soon as I can so they can get the hype. Right. And uh, maybe maybe this is going to be a painful lesson for the game industry like if you if you are going to make crazy changes to a game maybe it should be a closed alpha. So people that really understand that that you're in this process of of making changes and and finding fine tuning your actual game because when it's a public uh uh game and you go out and 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 you, you people just assume this is it they will leave the game and they'll give up on the game you know what i'm saying well i think it'll be just like yeah i mean you're like right now so people have come off of it right so when they come back and they, you know, add some additional content or change something that draws people to want to come back and try it out again. I mean, you know, it's going to, I mean, it's going to be free to play, so it's going right. to be there and people are going to want to play it. It's just a matter of doing the Fortnite model to where you can get them to be willing to stay to get those skins. I mean, they'll, they'll have like some kind of, uh, what is it? The battle pass or whatever they, Fortnite right, does right, right, right. the you know what I mean? They'll do something along those lines. I mean, most of the stuff that I saw that I was looking into it just a minute ago was basically that that you know they mocked with the crafting of legendary weapons, and that had to do with like they basically from what I'm reading is that you're able to get your your higher end weapons before you can get your higher end armor, so it doesn't balance out right. So I guess that's I mean I like I said I haven't really played the game. I but I guess that's, that's some kind of issue to make the game move along in the beginning. Right. But I guess it's, you know, basically you're getting a chance to put these weapons together pretty fast 
before you can build your armor up, I guess, and then come mid game, your you know your armor's just outpaced, so it's become pointless to try to utilize your armor. And I guess depending on your class, that's a big deal. So I don't know, but well, I'm sure. It, I mean, you know, it, it, it ain't gonna be pretty for a hot minute, but I'm I'm sure it'll. Once it goes to the console, it'll 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 have some life in it again, and people will start actually trying it out. And, I mean, hopefully they'll make the right changes, and it'll stick around for a little bit. I mean, you know, they well, they they need to figure out what makes their game unique, and then r- return to that. I I love the chicken, like that little chicken thing, chicken is dude. Fun. I think that's the best part. Like like was, I, I've watched people, you know, play it. And, you know, instead of getting knocked down or something like that, they turn into a freaking chicken. And they're basically, like, just running away as this chicken. And I'm like, yo, that is hilarious. Like, I will say that like, is freaking fun. It was fun. It was funny. You put, little, yeah. you put little outfits on the chickens, too. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, they're going to be in that, in that lane, you know, where it's not, not too much of the serious side, you know. It's going to be more tongue in cheek, kind of like what Fortnite has done. Right. Yeah. So I think all they need to do is sit back in a cut and look and look and see what Fortnite does. I'm like, okay, I th- that that seemed to work out well. Let's see if we can come up with something along those same lines, and just uh, you know be like the copy paste king and just you know. <laughs> no, 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 I, I, I disagree. <laughs> I totally disagree. What? I mean, that's what Fortnite did, right? I mean, you know, they they kind of everyone's copying each other, right? Oh, I mean, oh, all, right, like, all right, all right. So. To to an extent, yes. Yeah. So there's there's certain things like uh, um, unlocking or paying for skins and all that stuff. The you know the cosmetics, yeah, absolutely. By all means, right? That that's fine. The game mechanics is a different thing altogether. The getting too close to Fortnite, copying Fortnite, is the exact thing that is causing the mass exodus that you see. The shift from classes and and moving towards uh, just like random guns that you find when when there's guns that you that you come across that outpace your class ability that makes it pointless to actually be the class that you are and now it's literally the same as uh, as uh, Fortnite except a pointless class system you have a problem you know what I'm saying yep. Well, what makes me sad is is where this game started. When they first released the fact that this game existed, it was at High Res Expo last year, uh, right. which is which is their like big championship for Smite and Paladins. Uh, and when it was announced, this was not a class based battle royale. This was a Paladins battle royale. This was where they were taking the champions that existed in the Paladins world, and you played as those champions. In the battle royale, you would come out as Androxus or you'd come out as Victor. Uh, these were not like assault or mage or whatever. these were freaking heroes that you knew. You knew their names, you knew their background, you knew their personalities. And then they're just like, nah, let's just go with basic people with with no backstory, with no name. And so when uh when they when I when I heard that they were making this change, I'm like, all right, well, they're already making it more generic they're all this is already becoming more fortnite they're gonna lose right i i don't i don't necessarily mind that they simplified it a little bit right um from 
from like having their more more generic classes because I think the classes is is uh, definitely already unique for them, you know, uh, or or in the genre I would say, but yeah, but I think they're even they're even stepping away from that, you know. But seeing seeing a, a battle royale where everybody was different would have been kind of cool, you know. But uh, how much work is that to balance? You know, whatever, a hundred, hundred unique people. That's this is crazy. Is is that what it is? It, it is a hundred. Is they have a hundred people? In I don't believe even, so. I, I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't even know. But oh, well, I believe I mean, so. You know, I believe. Yeah. I mean, I think I think you know they'll they'll have to fine tune some things if they want to get people back. Like I said, I think once it drops on a new spot, a new platform, they'll get a jump. They'll get a spike, and you know. Me, maybe in the meantime, maybe they'll fix some things. Whether or not it'll it'll be as dominant as it was when it first came out, probably not. You know, I think uh, these games they get their their one shot, and then you know they're really hot for a minute, and then they right. just kind of fade off. Because there's too know. many, there's too many options. There's so many. Yeah, there's games, too many games coming out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how well Fortnite does once uh, Call of Duty and uh, Battlefield come out. Fortnite, I think, is 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 on its own path. It it focuses on a different demographic. It's going to be interesting to see where PUBG goes because that's more of a similar demographic versus uh, um the the next battle royales. I don't know. I think. uh, I mean, I mean, who knows? I mean, who knows? You know, I think if those battle royales are different enough, and fun enough because i mean you're not buying you're not buying those games for the battle royale the battle royale is just part of it so you know what i mean whereas like right now fortnite that's all they're about is their battle royale and nobody cares about the the horde mode that they had isn't that Um, so sad they worked for years on that horde mode it was in development hell mm -hmm. for like three or four years and then it came out and it was like wow this is fine uh and then they were like, oh, yeah, by the way, let's have some fun and make a BR. And now it's their billion dollar game. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The, 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 it was, oh, God, that horde mode was. Anyway. They, they conned a lot of people into that. Anyway, yep, I know. All right, we're moving on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Battle, Realm Royale, figure it out, guys. Come on. You had a good game. You done goofed again. Right. More uh, chickens. More chickens. Come on. Yeah, bring, bring the chicken chickens. outfits. There's so much opportunity there. Moving on, next story is uh, kind of a quickie, uh, giggity. NBA has now <laughs> added four teams to its 2K league. So for for those who don't know, the NBA, the actual basketball playing NBA, many teams within the NBA actually own esports teams that compete against one another uh, in NBA 2K. And this was this was a super cool league because they they didn't just bring in organizations that already existed they made their own teams within their teams and then they had like a draft uh to to bring all the players in and have them get drafted on the team so that was super cool anyway now they've added four more uh the story is on espn.com which i think is a really cool story in and of itself that espn has now uh kind of bought into this but anyway uh, the Atlanta Hawks, the Brooklyn Nets, the LA Lakers, and the Minnesota Timberwolves are now officially a part of the NBA 2K League. Uh, buy-in was uh, 750k for a three-year contract as a part of the league. Uh, 
pretty cool. I think it's I think it's cool. I think I like this league. This isn't nearly as popular as Overwatch or CS:GO or League of Legends or anything like that. But like, this feels very tangible, and this may this may be a really great way to bring people who may not know very much or care very much about esports and and kind of transition them into this world that will become more popular. Yeah, totally. I think I think the main takeaway here and i only really have have one thing that i find that really stands out it's just that esports itself is growing by leaps and bounds uh and it is i mean look it's been our on our on gamers radars for a very long time but this like you said espn covering esports right so 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 you have these nba teams creating their own esport teams right I, I, all of this means is that there's so much money out there like and and uh, people are uh they see that right they see that so so we are we are we are seeing much more or we will see much more esports on the main stage moving forward this is just the beginning uh this is this is esports that is that is moving towards a more mainstream uh, level of popularity because right now as popular as it is it's still more niche it's more you know the gamers and game fans and there's lots of people yeah. that don't even understand it you know what i'm saying but that's gonna change that's gonna change it's coming it's coming yeah, I think I mean you know it's it's continuously getting more accepted. You know these esports, right. um, these games uh, are. I mean, when you got like those big conventions like the Evo convention and stuff like that, where people are you know they're seeing the, they're seeing the dollar signs to it. Finally, yep. you know they're seeing where it's all coming through. Um, you know we've got things from like Halo, you know tournaments and. Uh, Gears of War tournaments and Madden tournaments. I mean, you know, it only makes sense that, uh, you know, something that uh, athletes, you know, like players and stuff have already been investing in these esports teams. It only makes sense that these, you know, owners are like, yo, hey, that's a, that's a pretty crafty idea. I don't know anything about it, but I see you making money. Let me get in on that while I, you know, while it's cheap and, and, it's not really cheap, but I mean, for them, you know, it's like, ah, you know, 750,000. Okay. Well, uh, we'll see. We'll see what that turns into. You know what I mean? They can do that. So it's good to see. I mean, you know, it's nice. To, uh, when, uh, when I'm looking at the TV and it's ESPN two and I see street fighter on there, you know, and I'm like, yo, that's dope. Like I, I, I dig it, man. I totally dig it. <laughs> you, the, you, the Evo was covered by ESPN. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Yeah, well, I'm sure it was, but uh, even before Evo, uh, they have uh, I forget what it's called, it, it, but it's some kind of like almost like a Friday Night Fights, but it's like it's Street Fighter, and it's like the Street Fighter tournaments, and like you can straight up be flipping the channels and ESPN two, and boom, you're watching Street Fighter, and that, it's like that is it's, it's really cool. That, that's cool, you know. But it's a good thing, good stuff. Agreed. All right. That's it for the news for me. I don't know uh take over the next section, but uh that's all I got as far as news. I think <laughs> some good news. Some good news. I mean I mean was, really good. Well, I mean the news itself wasn't great, but I love talking about well, news with you guys. 
the news was was so um was so engaging and interesting this week that it really that forced us to to really double down with another podcast like we we've oh, baby, been doing we two like two week. weeks we couldn't wait couldn't we couldn't wait there's just too much stuff and and, and it was it was great i had i had a real fun time hopefully we can we can keep it up being weekly like this the news might have been enough to make it a week to week thing already but uh but here we go we Think will so. see Think um so. we have a question out there there's actually three questions and i'm going to pick one I'm going to pick one. Uh, this question okay. comes to us from the Hardcore Casuals Patreon subclub. Britt asks, how long do you think Battle Royale games will be uh, the top trending games? And what has made it so popular all of a sudden? All right. Um, so I wanted to throw in uh, a little bit of thought here. So before Battle Royale became super popular, what game mode did we see across every game that had multiplayer? Last Man Standing. Team Deathmatch. Uh, well, Team Deathmatch, Team- and there was also uh, Capture the Flag. Capture the Flag, okay. So for me, at least, BR just seems like the next mode like so so call of duty coming out is a good example of this in that in that the br is just a different section of the game right. and then you have your team deathmatch section of the game but you know team deathmatch has existed for a very long time it was very popular for a long time and so br is just kind of like finally an answer to something different that is engaging for people uh uh after having waited for so long for something new um I think that BR could be popular for a very long time. However, what I think is super interesting is not only why it's so popular, is the other side of the coin. Why is there so much hate against this this game mode? There are a lot of people, like when I was watching E3 and someone mentions a BR, oh my God, another BR. Oh, drinking games made a BR. And it was like, guys, this is just another game mode. This is just something that people are playing. Like, of course they're going to make a BR. It's freaking popular. Uh, and I, I haven't figured out why there is so much backlash against the idea of creating a BR right now. Why wouldn't you jump in on this? Because people want something new. People want the opportunity to play something besides Team Deathmatch. Uh, and I'm not sure why you would deny them that. Well, I mean... I mean, naturally, people are just going to hate things that are popular anyway, right? I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's right. just the way, you know, uh, they're just automatically going to be against it. Uh, I mean, I agree with you. It's going to be a mode, and it's going to be a mode that sticks because... Because um, it's fun. People, I mean, it's fun. I mean, you know, you drop down, you got nothing, you you pick up some stuff, and, and you wing it in hopes that you can make it to the end. And... Uh, over and over and over. And I don't know. There's something about that that's uh it's a lot of fun. I mean because it's a lot of chance, you know, it's not not every every match is gonna be the same. It's not, you know, it's gonna be different. You might, you know, be in PUBG and land in this section and get a vehicle right away, or you might find a a really good rifle right away or another section you might land and you got nothing but a pistol to deal with. And it's like, you know, those sort of things, those, those random elements like that, 
um, keep keep it fresh game to game. You know, whereas when you do play like a team death match, you pretty much know what's going to happen. Like, you know, you're going to play, you're going to die, you're going to come back, you're going to run by, right back to where you were to try to, you know, keep fighting or, you know, get that guy back that, that just that just mobbed you. Uh, you know, it's just, it's going to be, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's not going anywhere. Really, it's not. I mean, we see more games implementing a, a battle royale mode of some kind. Um, you know, I know Halo said that, you know, they, they, they weren't going to do that, um, when their game comes out. And I mean, that's all fine and Danny. I don't think you have to have it, but, uh, I mean, it's a definitely added bonus. I mean, you know, it's not going to be the main focus for battlefield five, but they're going to have it there. So you say, well, I mean, well, it's, it, it's not going to be like, it could very well overtake things. I mean, if it's really good. I mean, obviously, it's going to overtake anything else that they got going on, just kind of like Fortnite, right? I mean, they had their regular game, and they said, hey, let's try this Battle Royale stuff, and then boom. Like, right. it's, that's, it's become way too popular for them to ignore it, you know? So, I mean, who knows? It might happen that way with Battlefield. might happen with that way with uh, Black Ops. We don't know. Um, you know, but it's there's going to be different versions of it, and people are going to keep throwing it out there and people are going to still play it. I mean, look what they've done mobile wise, you know, as far as like PUBG and Fortnite goes, I mean, they're making a ton of money just on the mobile side of it. Like, I don't even know why people would want to even play that. On I phone, know. People dig it. Right. Like, I, mean, I don't know, but apparently it's a big apparently deal. It's so, a, yeah. Apparently it's good. So it's going to be around for a hot minute, whether we like yeah. it or not. I totally agree. I think the, 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 the mode as a mode is just, it's fun, right? It's uh it's uh a little different. I'll I'll take I'll throw something else in there. I think it's good to stream and I think that is something that really holds a lot of weight these days, right? So the fact that you can go in by yourself as a streamer every single time, it's going to be different, right? uh and and it does have an incredible replay value and and the crazy things that happen at at chance is also entertaining to watch so it's it's a fun game to play it's a fun game easy game to uh to stream and and you're going to see you know when this mode is done well that it it will be popular i i can understand where people are a little tired of of uh the battle royale mode in the sense that they're just tired of 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 the feeling of being beholden to a particular game right so that i can understand right so if if they feel like oh as a streamer i have to be uh I have to I, I'm beholden to play Fortnite now because that's the new hotness and that's the only way I can grow. And and people are gonna feel resentment to that, right? Uh, but that you know, that's a different conversation. I don't I don't think that 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 is that that's actually the case. You know what I'm saying? As a gamer, it's gonna be frustrating when uh you have games like Call of Duty that says oh you don't want a campaign what you really want is a battle royale so we're going to charge you 60 dollars. we're going to give you half the game but oh baby we got that battle royale goodness <laughs> you know what i'm saying 
like that is oh please i roll you know what i'm saying uh that i can see when uh being annoying right and and having a backlash against this mode is taking away or absorbing other modes like campaign right uh that i love that's that's that I can see people saying, "Oh, please, not another battle royale. I'm sick of it." You know. Uh, but if done well, like let's say Battlefield, who has an engine that is basically tailor-made for this type of experience, right? It's a no-brainer for them to jump in. I don't understand people saying, "Oh, please, oh, you know, Battlefield Battle Royale." I'm excited for it. I want to see what they do. Yeah, it's no. just the way the guy announced it. I think it's what that took everybody. Royale. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, that's what the <laughs> that's what that's the? neither here nor there. Right. I yeah. yeah, yeah. Um but uh but I I don't know. They they we're gonna the the game itself is not going anywhere. The mode is not going anywhere. We're gonna see Battle Royale and versions of Battle Royale um all over the place. And just like we still see Team Deathmatch and we still see arena shooters and we still see, you know, um, right. bomb modes and we still see yeah. Capture the Flag. Yeah. Like, Yeah, I, I've uh, always felt that it was just a giant last man standing. That's basically what it was. Well, yeah, the last I mean, man standing is, is literally the same thing, except, you, except it's in an arena. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, more people. And yeah, there you go. Instead of 20, it's 100. Right, right. So the scope is 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 definitely different. The pacing is different. Um, and 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 because it's a slow boil, and you and you can you can run and you can hide and you can you can be aggressive and you, uh, and then at the very ending, now all of a sudden, where you had all this room, now it's just you and a small group of people, and your heart starts pumping. Like that, that slow boil is what makes it feel different, right? There's it, the the stakes feel more. You react psychologically in a different way, and and that's that's going to be you know something people want and crave for the foreseeable future, you know. But but for the love of God, please, you know, I'm looking at you, freaking Call of Duty. Don't tell me, don't tell me the gamers don't want freaking stories and charge the same damn price and say, oh, well, we got that Battle Royale. No, Th that is what people are, are going are gonna to go against. But we put so much extra work into the multiplayer. I know. <laughs> but you got more zombie. You got, you got two extra zombie maps. I mean, come I on. I know. Oh. Please. I, I'm interested to see what comes out on day one. Uh, I mean, so, okay, I'll give him this. And, you know, this is a real thing. And, Manny, you love a game that does this exact same thing. Uh, they're bringing the game out with uh, situations, right? Right. So not only zombies, not only multiplayer, not only Battle Royale, but they're also bringing uh, discrete, unique situations that I think will have elements of story to them uh and i we have gotten almost zero information on what the so i'm gonna i'm gonna hold off on the hate train i'm gonna keep my happy optimism mm. until we mm. see what those look like uh i'm so bathing in salt already. let's, let's wait ready. for that one 
<laughs> well, the only the only thing I will say in in your favor here is that uh, it is highly unlikely that we will get a lot of post release support for Call of Duty like we do for a game like Siege. Right. Highly unlikely because you got it because we we got to release Black Ops Five next year. Right. Right. Well, let, oh, geez. Okay. All right. We're moving on. But anyway, right. this is not a Call of Duty conversation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, Brittany, Brit, sub club member, thank you so much for the question. You had some others, and I really appreciate them, and I think that there's a chance we could address those on a different time. But uh, if anyone else has, has anyone else that's a part of the sub club that is uh, supporting us on patreon.com slash hardcore casuals, uh, this is where we'd address questions. So please feel free to post those either in Patreon or in the sub club channel on the discord, hardcorecasuals.pro. Uh, and we'd love to make those a part of, uh, the, the, the show. Uh, if we had not jabbered on so long about some of the social news stories that we had spoken about earlier, uh, I'm sure we could get more time for these and that will absolutely happen in the future as well. Not every week is going to be as jam packed with, uh, hot takes and intrigue as this week was. So. Uh, we look forward to, to hearing what you guys have to ask. But anyway, yeah. Buddha, take yeah. us forward, my man. Okay, so uh, let's go over the uh, Game Pass, right? Okay, so Game Pass Graveyard Keeper just dropped into Game Pass. I didn't so know that, that was on Game Pass. They just announced that it, it's it. coming to Game Pass tomorrow. So as of it's, the release of this podcast, it will be available. Ooh, baby. Uh, it's already on there now. It's on there right It's on now. there now. There you go. It's Done. on there now. I've already downloaded it. Um, I have yet to get a chance to bask in all its uh, cemetery glory. So yeah, but, it's, it's Stardew Valley of Death, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You manage a graveyard. I mean, there literally, literally. Um, Stardew uh, Valley I, of Death. I love. Yeah, it. yeah. That's what it is. That's that's what it is. And it's. Uh, I mean, it's going to be great. I can't wait. I really can't wait. I've been I've been looking at different trailers for it. I've uh, Watched a couple of people stream it, but not too much because I didn't want to like you know ruin my experience any. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited for it. I, so I really can I ask a question? Like that. The I I know that Stardew Valley has like a lot of very intricate um, interactions with the non-playable characters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it and it has this this interesting story that develops through the choices that you make and blah blah blah. Is it the same? thing like are you going to have like the similar types of of interactions with non-playable characters and is there like an overall story to it because i don't really know too much about it uh there is an overall story to it uh there is uh npcs that you have to deal with and um uh interact with in order to to continuously grow your uh your cemetery and uh I don't know too much of the story because I haven't got a chance to really play it. Right, right. But but from what I gather, uh, it's it's very, it, it, it you would almost mistake it for Stardew Valley if you were just looking at it, and then all of a sudden you see a guy remodeling the grave sites, <laughs> right, <laughs> and whatnot, right. And, then, and then you're like, wait a minute, this did Stardew Valley just took a a a, a turn, and uh, yeah, so I'm excited to play it. Um, it's uh, it's uh, it's already downloaded and ready to go. I'll probably Word. be streaming that. Uh, I I I want I'll play more. We happy. You play more graveyard. 
it's on uh, Game Pass, and it's you know it's free. I mean, well, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm gonna get to it, but um, I want I want a full report, a full report okay. <laughs> next next gotcha. week. So next so with week. things, you know, with Game Pass, we always talk about what's coming to Game Pass. We don't really mention what's leaving Game Pass, and I wanted to just touch on Ooh. it real quick. Um, for the Xbox One, okay, we're losing a uh, 10 second Ninja X. Uh, Pro Evolution Soccer 2018, and a game that I really like, and it's called The Bridge. Um, no way, we're losing games, that. Oh no! When did we lose so it? So if you, uh, I believe we've got till the 31st of this month, and they will be gone. Oh uh, damn! Along, I got a freaking beat. Along that, with, <laughs> along with uh, Galaga Legions uh, DX, uh, Pac Man Museum, Soul Calibur 2, the HD Online, uh, and Tekken Tag Tournament 2. Those will be leaving the Game Pass um, at the end of the month. So, if you wanted to play those games, make sure you get on those. Um, I I too have to finish the bridge. I I played it on the 360, but I haven't done it on the Xbox. So that's a whole other set of achievements that I can obtain. So I've got to try to to work on that game. Uh, I won't stream it though because I don't think people want to get dizzy watching me twirl that map around over and over and over. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that's uh, that's what's coming and going off of Game Pass. Uh, our games of gold, we have For Honor, which is a real good one. Uh, and we've got Epic Mickey 2. Oh, baby. Games of gold. I love me some Epic and Mickey. But I'm actually we'll I'm actually there. super excited for, for For Honor. More people playing For Honor. I'm, uh, I'm down for. Yeah, there's some really good players on there now. Oh, my God. They've been playing it since Jump. They're really good. Like, yeah. Yeah. Every I mean, time I, I stream I that cool. game, every time I stream that game, there's some like freaking dude that rolls in that is unbelievable. Last time I did it, we were doing like one v two, like me and some other, some other mm-hmm. mo versus uh, this one guy, and he was, he was freaking beating us one versus oh, two, yeah. like unbelievable. Like all right, I believe it. Crazy, I believe it. And then our backwards compatibility, we've got Tomb Raider Anniversary and Tomb Raider Legend. The cool stuff. Did did Tomb Raider Anniversary was that a Games with Gold? Like a little while ago? I feel like Ooh, I had that. Not anniversary. It was uh shoot. I can't remember what it was. But it wasn't the anniversary one, it was a different one. There's been so many Tomb Raiders. I know. I really gotta jump back into it. I really got to, because they got a new one coming out soon. I probably need to at some point get into some tomb raider i just uh i just gotta at some point start it but i i, I gotta get through some of these other games first uh, some of these other games i've got to got to, got to get beaten because uh i'm running out of space here soon so gotta do Word. something all righty is there uh is there anything else as, as far as the uh, new, uh i mean we can go over or? like uh uh the new games like uh wow you don't know what wow is you don't want to know. You don't want to know what that. Uh, yeah, I've never played that game. <laughs> it's deep. I, I have. It's deep. I have no intention Very, of uh, ever getting into it. Uh, but you know, and you know, with Blizzard uh, talking about Diablo three coming onto the Switch, those bastards, and their sixty dollar price tag that they want to slap on it. 
I will say, I really like, don't. it's a freaking huge, it's a huge game, and and good on Blizzard, man, for building that world and 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 keeping so many people engaged for so many years. It's unbelievable. What an achievement in gaming. But uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy because I mean, I remember when playing Warcraft back in the day, just straight up Warcraft. And uh, I never thought it would turn into this whole World of Warcraft thing and continue on to this very day. Uh, yeah, it's I mean, it's really something. I mean, so, it's... two things. Uh, number one, I just realized my mic had been muted for the last two minutes because I wanted to cough, and then I forgot to come back. And I was like, why are these idiots ignoring everything I'm saying? <laughs> I was, I was getting very upset. I was like, stop talking over me. I'm trying to make a point here. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I just wanted to touch real quick on WoW. Um, oh, yeah. That was one of those ones that I, I never played when I was a kid because uh, I never had a computer to play it. And now, even though they have all these uh, systems in place for you to like, you know, boost a character up to up to almost max level so you can like keep up with the new content, even if you can. And the computer that I have now can can absolutely run this game. You don't even need a, a graphics processor to to run this game. Uh, but even now, like I feel like getting into it, even trying to hit the the go button on it, you're you're 15 years behind on this game. And there's know. You know, literally an entire world of information of people and of dungeons and raids and quests and memes and all sorts of stuff like it is it is like it's it's another world that i i like yeah i'm with you manny i'm never gonna walk in because i'd be too far behind yeah yeah but i mean uh, i guess if i ran out of other stuff to play i mean you know or if it came to xbox and i was able to Able to nah, get man. Achievements? I think they yeah. have pretty explicitly said that it's not going to hit Xbox. Oh, I know. Yeah, I there's know. there's too many controls and commands for for a controller. You know what? If Diablo can make it to the Switch, dude, I'm hope. so excited! I'm so excited! I mean, hit Switch. Uh, it'll be the third time that I paid full price. Oh my gosh! They have no shame, too. No shame. No, whatsoever. no, not at all. And I mean, I can't even be mad because I'm going to buy it and I'm going to uh. play the heck out of it, dude. <laughs> the one the I'm, one thing I, every time uh, i bought it i've gotten 60 dollars minimum worth out of it like i've got my money's worth every time so i can't be mad i just this watched a video this, like this like i own zelda for switch this diablo this will be the game that i play when i'm traveling like I, every time because it's so easy mm. to pop in pop out play some play some riffs do a couple levels get some gear and stop like you don't need to be online to play like it's gonna be great i'm so excited you know, I was just watching a video on uh, hidden bosses, and they were talking about the cow king. Oh. I was like, yep. <laughs> I was like, oh, I remember <laughs> that. Damn it, I remember that bastard. Uh, so. I was just gonna say, like Diablo, like D Diablo is the game I play. Now I know I'm gonna get some flack on this, but Diablo is the game I play when I have trouble sleeping. And really? uh, pop that. There's something about like the 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 dim lights of the whole world and just like the flashing lights of the of the uh or the the your superpowers or whatever uh, yeah all the abilities it just makes me freaking so damn tired and, and also i'm in like a in a general state of confusion as to what the hell i'm doing and why i'm doing it uh that i just say okay let me let me just go to sleep so so for the grind dude yeah <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. And it's got such a good story too, man. That game has got such good it's lore. Cool. The, and I will say the cinematics in that game are some of the best in the business. Oh, they're so good. I I'm know. so confused. Uh, I know Manny, that we're Manny playing two no different games. Dude, don't even worry about the story. Just go in and slay some slay some demons. That's all you gotta worry about. Slay some demons, get some gear. Done. Uh I'll find I'll find like some Diablo like refresher courses, like some videos that you can watch to get you caught up between the the Diablo originally into where it's at now. So that way you kinda at least have an idea of what's going on. Right. But uh but this story is just so good, man. It's it's just I'm gonna classic. try it again. I'm going to try it again. One of these days. I'm going to try it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I think um, I think that's a wrap. I think that's it. It's a wrap. All right. Boom. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, um, for stopping in and hanging out. Thank you so much, Ty and Buddha. Um, Always. I really, really yeah. appreciate it. Always have a blast talking to you guys. Um, if you want to if you wanna come hang out, um, we have uh, the Discord. Go ahead and uh, check us out, hardcorecasuals.pro. Um, you could also check our main website, thehardcorecasuals.com forward slash Discord. Um, if you want to help support us, please do so. We have patreon.com forward slash hardcorecasuals or, of course, thehardcorecasuals.com forward slash Patreon. Um, stop in, hang out, um, go in the discord. If you feel it in your heart to, to help, uh, support us, then by all means do so. Uh, but until next time, guys, love you. Peace. Peace. See ya.